Good morning. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Bibb, and a special, <clears throat> pardon me, a special welcome to any guests or visitors joining us this day. Please know you're always welcome here at Trinity Lutheran Church. Well, and as it is proper for the church year, I should tell you, Happy New Year, because as you can see, we've moved into a new church year. We're now in the season of Advent and preparation for the Blessed Feast and season of Christmas. Uh, but before we get too much into the service of the day, I want to turn your attention to the back of the bulletin where we have there uh, Luther's small catechism. We're continuing to follow our midweek school students uh, through their catechesis and their memory work here. So we've now come to the third article of the Apostles' Creed. We'll read this together along with Luther's meaning. The third article, Sanctification. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. What does this mean? I believe that I cannot, by my own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to Him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the Gospel, enlightened me with His gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. In the same way he calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. In this Christian church he daily and richly forgives all my sins and the sins of all believers. On the last day he will raise me and all the dead and give eternal life to me and all believers in Christ. This is most certainly true. Well, I'll now direct your attention to the inside of the back cover of the bulletin where we have a summary of our readings for this first Sunday in Advent. The new church year begins by focusing on the humble coming of our Lord. Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey. Even as he was born in a lowly manger, so Jesus rides into Jerusalem on a beast of burden, where he bears the sin of the world. He is the son of David, riding to his enthronement on the cross, where he shows himself to be, the Lord is our righteousness. Our Lord still comes in great humility to deliver his righteousness to us in word and sacraments. Before receiving Christ's body and blood, we also sing, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. And as we receive the sacrament, we set our hearts on his return in glory, where our salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. We do have that great joy of crying out with the church, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, as he does indeed come to us, his true body and true blood, in and under bread and wine for the forgiveness of our sins and salvation of our souls. And in accord with his word and testament concerning this great gift, he bids us to be in unity, not just what we confess about the sacrament, but indeed the whole of our confession as Christians. Therefore, those joining us at the altar this day, we ask be members either of this congregation or of a sister congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, joining us in the one common orthodox confession of the Christian faith. The divine service this day is setting one as it begins on page 151. We now sing our first hymn. Stir up your power, O Lord, and come that by your protection we may be rescued from the threatening perils of our sins and saved by your mighty deliverance. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever.
The Old Testament reading for the first Sunday in Advent is from Jeremiah, chapter 23. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell securely. And this is the name by which he will be called, The Lord is our righteousness. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when they shall no longer say, as the Lord lives, who brought up the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt, but as the Lord lives, who brought up and led the offspring of the house of Israel out of the north country and out of all the countries where he had driven them, then they shall dwell in their own land. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from Romans chapter 13. Besides this, you know the time, that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep, for salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The night is far gone, the day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 21st chapter. When they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethphage, to the Mount of Olives, and then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophets, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put on them their cloaks, and he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest! This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. Well, Merry Advent and Happy New Year. Almost sounds like a bad dad joke, doesn't it? And yet, it's true. Advent is here, and along with it, a new church here. You know, by the world's standards, we Christians are an odd bunch. We don't fit in. At least, we're not supposed to. America, the rest of our secular culture is already piling on the quote-unquote holiday treatment. Today is December 3rd, and the preparations and celebrations have already been occurring for weeks, depending on who you talk to. But what is being celebrated? In a culture that struggles to know the difference between a man and a woman, can Christians really get excited about the cultural hustle and bustle of all the all-too-generic holidays which surround us? 
The good news is that the Christian church is not confused about anything, as long as we're talking about Christians who actually believe that the Bible is the inspired and inerrant word of God. Christians know what time it is, and Christians know what to do with that time. It is Advent, and it is time to watch, to pray, and to prepare. Why? Well, because Jesus is coming soon. Now, I know that sounds Christmassy, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Advent is not primarily about the first coming of Christ in Bethlehem. The focus in Advent is the coming of Christ Jesus on the last day, hence our gospel lesson. Our king, who in fulfillment of the scriptures humbly rode into Jerusalem on a donkey to be our righteousness, is the same king who on the last day will come again in might and glory to take his forgiven and righteous saints into his promised paradise. Yes, dear saints, Jesus is coming soon. And he comes bringing gifts. Now he comes to us now, even today, to bring the gifts he won in his suffering, death, and resurrection. He comes to you bringing the forgiveness of all your trespasses, eternal peace with God, and victory over death and hell. He comes bringing his living and life-giving word, which comforts, enlivens, and makes us bold. He comes to feed us heavenly food, even his own body and blood for our forgiveness, life, and salvation in and under bread and wine. And none of this would have been possible without his first coming. When Jesus came to us in Bethlehem, the angels rejoiced and the shepherds with them, for the long-promised son of David was born. Here in a lowly manger, born to a lowly virgin, was the high king of heaven, the father's gift to sinners. The righteous branch of David had come forth who would be lifted up on the throne of the cross in order to save those who pierced him and despised him, those who bruised him and cursed him. This is what Jesus rode into Jerusalem to do. That word Hosanna means save us. And that is precisely what Jesus rode into Jerusalem to do. Like King David and Solomon before him, the son of David rode into Jerusalem, the city of the king, on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. This is he of whom Jeremiah spoke. He who came to be our righteousness by bearing our sin to the cross. As St. Paul said, for our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Thanks be to God through our Lord Jesus Christ for his mercy towards sinners like you and like me. But our Lord is not through yet. Now make no mistake, he's done all things well, and all that's necessary for your salvation has been accomplished. Our Lord and King decreed it so from the throne of his cross, saying, It is finished, accomplished completed, fulfilled. But there is one more prophetic to-do item on his list, and that is his return on the last day. And that event returns us to the purpose and message of Advent. Now is the time to watch, pray, and prepare, which begs the question, how? How do we watch, pray, and prepare for Jesus' return? Well, dear saints, those of you who are here are already doing it. Until Jesus returns, the Holy Spirit will continue to gather Christ's church around the rightly preached word and rightly administered sacraments of Jesus Christ. Remember the parable of the ten virgins, five wise and five foolish. The lamps they held were a picture of faith, and the oil that keeps them burning is the word and sacraments of Jesus. Without the word and sacraments of Jesus, faith will burn out, and so those will find themselves shut out who reject the Christ. As St. Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. 
Another part of watching, praying, and preparing for Jesus' return is having a right understanding of our surroundings. Now, I'm not talking about the four walls of the sanctuary, but the world around us. Christ Church in America needs to wake up and realize that we are not living in the relative ease of the 1990s anymore. Though we may not feel it as acutely as Christians in urban areas, the culture around us is not friendly to Bible-believing Christians and certainly not to confessional Lutherans. We live among a people who praise evil and curse what is good. In our country, people cry out for the legal murder of children in the womb and those who are deemed to be too old and infirm to be of any use anymore. There are societal forces in government and corporate boardrooms who want to fill children's head, heads with lies and false teaching, spiritual poison which is deadly to both body and soul. Now, to be honest, this is not new. God's children have since the fall been faced with the nefarious schemes of the devil and those evil kings and queens who have followed him. But the culture around us today is beginning to look much more like first century Rome than 20th century America. The love of people has grown cold. There is a deep sense of restless hopelessness about us, and Christians are being slowly but surely singled out as the cause of what is wrong with our culture. Knowing this, the words of our epistle lesson are especially on point for us. St. Paul writes, Besides this you know the time, that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The night is far gone, the day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. These words cut through our spiritual sleepiness like a cold bucket of water being poured over your head in the morning. In pastoral and Christ-like love, St. Paul grabs us by the shoulders and says, Wake up! You're still in the trenches, Christian. You cannot fall asleep on the battlefield. Look in the distance. Look to the horizon there. Do you see that pale light? Dawn is almost here. Jesus is coming soon. Don't fall asleep. Stay awake. Put your armor on and stand firm. Advent is the perfect time to hear this firm and loving warning. Why? Well, think about it. We're coming into the darkest days of the year. It's practically hardwired into us to want to push back against the ever-lengthening darkness. Regardless of what holiday people are preparing for, they're all putting lights on their houses to push back against the darkness. In the midst of our glowing resistance to the long nights, we comfort ourselves with excesses. Rich food, rich drink, rich gifting, and the debts and consequences that go with them. It is a time of the year where it is easy to forget ourselves, to disappear into our warm homes with warm company and warm food and drink. It's a time of the year where it is easy to forget what Advent prepares us for. Jesus is coming. He is coming soon. On Palm Sunday, our Lord was humble and lowly in his appearance, just as he was in Bethlehem. He rode no war horse and was accompanied by no army. He didn't come to storm the Roman praetorium. Instead, he went straight to the temple. Why? Because he is the Lamb of God, come to take away the sins of the world. As the Palm Sunday hymn puts it, in lowly pomp, Jesus rode on to die as our Savior King. On the last day, Jesus will not come in lowly fashion. 
He will come in might and triumph as a victorious king. We shall hear the blast of archangel trumpets. The heavens will be rent open and Jesus will descend from on high, majestic, regal, and glorious in his holy splendor. All people will stand before him and he will be our righteous judge. For Christians, this will be the greatest day, a day of vindication, a day of freedom, a day of never-ending joy and gladness. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. However, for the unbeliever, this is the worst of days, a day of wrath and of judgment, a day of never-ending woe and anguish. Jesus is coming. For his baptized saints, this is our certain hope that lightens the darkness of this sin-corrupted world. In the midst of sadness, pain, and tragedy, in the midst of the mundane passing of one day to the next, our hope and our joy are found in the certain knowledge of Christ's imminent return. And were this not enough, dear saints, our Lord comes to us now, leading us through the wilderness of this world as he did his Old Testament Israel. As a pillar of cloud by day and pillar of fire by night, the Holy Spirit calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the true faith, the one true faith. A blessed Advent and a happy new year to you all. As surely as our Lord Jesus came to us as a babe in a manger and still comes to us today in word, water, bread, and wine, he will come again. On the last day, he will raise us and all the dead. And give eternal life to me and to all believers in Christ. This is most certainly true. Amen. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses understanding, watch and guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For readiness and watchfulness as we enter another church here, knowing that salvation is nearer now than when we first believed, let us pray to the Lord. Lord For Matthew, our synod president, Lee, our district president, Glenn, our circuit visitor, and all pastors in Christ, let us pray to the Lord. Lord That the Lord would renew the faith and quicken the love of all Christians to cast off the works of darkness, put on Jesus Christ, and live as children of the eternal day. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord For Christian homes, that God would defend the single, husbands and wives and all children from the temptation to walk in the works of darkness, clothing them instead with the armor of light. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord For our nation, its leaders and our armed forces, that God would take them under his care and let his blessing rest upon them. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord For the sick, troubled, grieving, and dying, and all in need of prayer, including Pat Taney, Helen Tate, Norman Horine, Vanessa Burmester, Charlotte Locke, Bob Rash, Chuck Lichty, Lisa Rash, and Ted Phillips, that they may receive grace according to God's merciful will. Let us pray to the Lord. For all who await the second advent of Christ, that their shouts of Hosanna might be answered now through word and sacrament and soon by Jesus' return, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Holy God, you declared that the days were coming when you would accomplish our salvation, and in your time you caused your Son, the righteous branch, to spring up for David. By your grace, keep us joined as branches to Christ, that we might bear fruit until the day he returns in glory. For he lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen.
Well, a blessed Advent and a blessed new church year to you all. And again, welcome on this uh, beautiful morning the Lord has granted to us. We do have quite the schedule ahead of us here, so most of the announcements I'm going to commend to you and to your own personal reading today, but there are a handful I want to point out. Uh, Christmas cards are available in the library. Please ask Louise if you have questions about those. Our Advent devotion books are here. They're the little black books that say uh, the scene Yahweh on them. They're all about the, the theme we're going to be covering through the midweek uh, this Advent, Advent season, which is Christ in the Old Testament. So you can find them in the narthex back there on the way out or on the glass case. If we happen to run low, please let me know. I do kind of ask one per household, uh, and it's easy to order more, but it always helps to get that uh, notification earlier rather than later. So please enjoy those. Uh, also, our midweek evening prayer services, those are at 545. There's a meal prior to that at 5 o'clock. And again, our theme is the Seen Yahweh Christ in the Old Testament. Uh, please remember also um, uh, the gift we're putting together for the Fetter families, uh, our missionaries in Romania. Also see there the note about the Esther Committee and bereavement meals. They're looking for some help. And then we still have Trinity Women's Guild cookbooks available for you there. A number of things in the schedule. Again, I'll commend all that to you. Uh, God's peace be with you as we go into this new season, this new year. And always looking forward to the imminent return of our Lord Jesus Christ in glory. God's peace be with you. I'll greet you at the door.